Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. WTAW News time is four minutes after seven. It is 76 degrees. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. The College Station City Council had questions at its last meeting before unanimously approving a three-year extension of a cost-sharing agreement at the fire station located inside Easterwood Airport. Elizabeth Kuhnha wondered why the 13-page contract included a requirement to have a fax machine. I notice we are contractually obligating ourselves to provide the device still. I mean, are there occasions where that's the only way that we have of communicating? Is it still worth the taxpayer money to contractually obligate ourselves providing a fax machine? City Manager Brian Woods provided a possible reason. I will tell you as someone who in a side gig works for the feds, sometimes there are weird federal rules about things that you literally like. The only way you can send them is to fax. So we would just need to confirm that piece as well. The three-year contract divides personnel costs at Fire Station 4 between College Station, Bryan, Texas A&M, and Brazos County. A consultant for the Brazos Valley Economic Development Corporation reported to Brazos County commissioners yesterday the performance of incentive agreements with six corporations. The consultant, Maher Masso, also provided an observation about the operations of the EDC. BVEDC is doing a wonderful job staying on top of this. They've really cleaned up their reporting and the monitoring. I think everyone's on the same page. The EDC's report to county commissioners was the same as what was presented in July to the College Station and Bryan City Councils. Two companies ended agreements last year. Four others were responsible for generating almost 1,200 jobs with a combined payroll of nearly $90 million. Yesterday's Brazos County Commission meeting included honoring a four-legged law enforcement officer. Diego, a German shepherd from Poland, officially went into retirement after serving four years as a Precinct 3 K-9 Deputy Constable. Diego's done a really good job and uh, his, uh, he's getting older and uh, time to retire. Nancy Berry was part of the commission's unanimous vote to allow Diego to retire with his handler who recently left the constable's office. An arrest was made last weekend from a gunfire incident in College Station in late July. An arrest report released by College Station police yesterday accuses 22-year-old Matthew Ryan O'Neill of not practicing firearm safety rules. O'Neill said it was an accident that the gun went off in an apartment south of Gabbard Park, leaving holes in an adjoining unit. The arrest report says the gun was left on a table unattended during a party at a residence O'Neill was visiting, and the officer believes O'Neill did not inspect the gun to be sure it was unloaded prior Prior to pulling the trigger, O'Neill is out of jail after posting a $5,000 bond. A Bryan man admits committing four burglaries of homes in College Station last year, two of them with the intent to sexually abuse women and two with the intent to steal property. A plea agreement between the Brazos County District Attorney's Office and 33-year-old Emanuel Twitty Jr. includes 45 years in prison. Twitty has to serve at least half the time before he's released on parole, and Twitty will have to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. WTAW news time is seven minutes after seven and it's 76 degrees. More news at 730 or online at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 94.5 WTAW. It is 709. The Glad you're with us this morning. We're in the WC Tractor studio, your local award-winning Kubota New Holland dealer. 
In Bryan and Navasota, weather is brought to you by Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic and never an overtime charge for total protection plan members. Malik, feel the difference. More clouds and sunshine today with showers and thunderstorms likely breezy high in the upper 80s. Scattered showers and thunderstorms tonight low in the lower to middle 70s. More showers and thunderstorms Thursday, highs only in the lower 80s. Plenty of clouds, a few showers Thursday night will drop to the upper 60s. Intervals of clouds and sun breezy on Friday, a few showers in the morning, high in the middle 80s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan, 1620-945-WTAW. Aggie Soccer's Coach G spoke about their two big matchups this week. We'll talk about that in sports. They got little spittles of rain up there in uh, northern Brazos County. Not mm. much, a little bit. Uh, some showers over to the northeast of Huntsville and got some, if you're uh, headed down towards Houston, hitting it about Prairie View down through Cyprus, you'll be getting some rain right now. But. We're all hoping to get our share. Yeah, got some yesterday. Yep, a little bit out there, which mm-hmm. was good. Just that kind of drippy stuff that yeah. uh, went on and on and on forever, so that's yep. fun. Hey, give it away a couple of vouchers to the Texas Renaissance Festival and also four tickets to Six Flags Over Texas question today, which came first. Check out the egg. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we've gotten some texts in already. Somebody said, it's only my opinion, but I think the chicken came first because it evolved from a dinosaur. Oh, okay. Somebody else said the egg came first somewhere along the line. Other animals' eggs mutated into chicken eggs. Oh. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody said, let's see, with amniotic eggs showing up roughly 340 million years or so ago uh-huh. and the first chickens evolving at around 58,000 years ago at the earliest, it's safe bet to say the egg came first. Wow. Eggs were around way before chickens existed. This Listen to that science. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody else said the chicken came first. God made heaven and earth, man and woman, animals and fowl. So the chicken came first. Okay. Uh, somebody else said God said let there be chicken and there was chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then somebody else said, actually, it was neither. It was a seed, and that grew into an eggplant where we got the egg and then the chicken. <laughs> At least that's what my grandkids believe. All right. There you go. Oh, I do like that. So, yeah. Well, good. So uh, continue to let us know about that, and then uh, we'll we'll end up having a, a winner for you later on today. In yeah. the meantime. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. This is, yeah, this is uh, the longer version here. <laughs> you love it? I mean, it's that is a yeah, this is This is Perry Woo-hoo. Grip. Perry Grip does food songs. Well, a big finish coming up. Cheese, 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 cheese. It's raining tacos. <laughs> So there are a few places out there today, of course, where you'll be able to get uh, tacos at a deal. I was looking at pet costumes for Halloween. Yeah. And they have a taco one that's they? really cute. Oh, yeah, that's it good. Would, if you had a cat that would allow you to put this on them, Taco Cat, 
palindrome forwards and backwards oh, yeah. would be perfect. That would be good. Taco Bell getting the most attention for their two big announcements they just made. They brought back their popular Taco Lovers subscription pass. And they announced they'll start uh, selling actual breakfast tacos later this month. Oh, wow. So now you'll be able to get that indescribable uh, Wait, stuff that's, that's inside. wild. Because Taco Bell's had breakfast for a while now. They right. don't, But I guess they don't have just normal breakfast tacos. Their current breakfast menu is breakfast burritos, quesadillas, and crunch wraps, but okay. no tacos. Huh. I, I wonder what that... That's well, weird. I guess, yeah, I guess the burrito is just a bigger and a wrap. Right, yeah, interesting. Exactly. Yeah, I never yeah. really thought about that. In contrast, they're going to be basic, you know, just eggs and cheese and bacon and sausage and potatoes and a toasted tortilla. So okay. they'll be doing that. Boom. You remember the waffle tacos they did back in 2014? Uh, Ooh, no. I don't and remember that. And then they that. did the naked egg taco in 2017. No, okay. Ew. Oh, the naked egg taco. I knew they I, did the chicken. I did the, the naked chicken, chicken chalupa. Yeah. Right, I had thing, one yeah. of those. Really yeah. Bizarre. Anyway, so that's it. That's okay. We got that today. Well, that song was great. Yeah. I need it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to play that often. We so did. I'm glad yeah. we brought yeah. it. Got back. a nice. Uh, that's a good tap your foot. You can't help it. So well, absolutely. Yeah. And actually, they have some others, and we'll do. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a he does nothing but food songs, and so there's nothing wrong with that. It's also kale day, though. I want to. Yeah, there's go ahead that. And give them. Um, How many kale songs? Mm-hmm. I don't find. know. Well, yeah, I don't think there's probably too many. <laughs> I think there's less fans of kale than tacos. Well, you just want. The, I think that's a safe bet, Sean. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> they want everybody to know that it's a it's very versatile. That it's very versatile. And it is. It can taste horrible in all sorts of things. Yeah. Kale? Kale. Yeah. Right. You know, the first time I had kale, we had it on buffalo chicken tacos. Oh, Added interesting. Added a nice little veggie crunch. garnish crunch there. And crunch. it was fun. It was good. Okay. It was good. I didn't mind it on that. I, I, will I don't say think if, I've had it if since. If it's like <laughs> shredded or chopped in a salad sure. with other types of lettuce or greens, I can I can get by with it. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but of course, the kale that we had on the tacos was put in the oven and, you know, roasted. Oh, oh yeah. So, so it was, was like crunch. Crispy. Real Ooh, crunchy. See, yeah. That, yeah. Now that was, and it's good. If you yeah. put some little olive oil on it, yeah. Yeah, but just raw kale. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, you mm. bake it and put olive oil on it. Yeah. It's almost, you know, melted butter do the same oh, thing, right? Hey. Yeah. Good morning at 717. The Infomaniacs on this Wednesday morning. And it's not to say, look, U.S. Americans eat vegetables. I mean, we really do. Uh, unfortunately, apparently, America's favorite vegetable is the French fry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. 30% of the veggies consumed in U.S. America are of the spud type. <laughs> Tomatoes and tomato-based foods uh, account for 22%. So, okay, that probably means like your Italian food. So, mm. I mean, uh, yes, I know they do cut them up and put them in salads, but I'm just saying, so between those two, we're talking 52% of the veggies that we intake. Right. Like, Lettuce is seven percent. All other veggies make up the rest of it. Seven percent. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Marinara yeah. sauce, and, probably. And yeah. A lot of it. Exactly. And one in three U.S. American adults eats fast food each day. Thirty-three percent. Wow, that is a high number. That every, is a high number. Every, every day. day. Right. And Ooh. here, and you know, of course, it depends. There are tons of different kinds of food places. Some you get to see the food prepared. Yes. Others you don't. Sometimes it just magically appears. I I don't know what I prefer, though, because sometimes I go to the places like Chipotle, for for instance, where you can see the food made in front of you. And input. Hey, could I have some more such and such? uh, Yes, that is very true. But sometimes, and I'm not just calling out like Chipotle specifically, although I do have an article about them I want to talk about. But like anything where you can see it, if that space doesn't look pristine. Uh Uh-huh. 
I feel like I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this food I'm about to eat. Where if it's done and I can't see it and I don't know. Outside, out of mind. Exactly. Then I'm like, all right, whatever. Okay. So I don't know what I prefer. But it is interesting uh, that you bring our, we bring up Chipotle. So they are going to test whether automation can make customers burrito bowls and salads. So they're going to start using robots in the kitchen. It's the second time the burrito chain has publicly announced testing automation at its innovation center. Chippy, Chipotle's of first course. foray into automation, <laughs> was a robot that made tortilla chips. Okay. Uh, the company began testing Chippy at a California California restaurant a year ago after it passed the first round of testing. Okay. So now, though, they have, uh, they're doing a collab with a company called Hyphen Technology that can actually assemble burrito bowls and salads. The technology would only be used for digital orders. So if you go go into the restaurant to order your food will still be made by a human being if you are placing an order via the app or online um you know those just get made assembled and then you can just walk in and pick them up those may be used or excuse me created by a robot see now here's the deal we're talking ai and we're talking technology, mm-hmm. and that costs a lot. Robotics costs a lot of money. Yeah, and it, and it does say that restaurants are investing heavily into automation, but it may be years before the technology yeah. actually pays yeah. off. So it says the hyphen robot will make burrito bowls and salads for digital orders only. The technology moves the bowls underneath the digital make line to dispense the correct ingredients. Mm. Simultaneously, an employee can assemble digital items for orders for other items such as tacos, quesadillas, and burritos, because obviously those need to be wrapped or grilled or, you know, whatever. These are, you know, when it's a bowl or or a salad, those ingredients just need to be dumped into the bowl. Sure. Uh, When the robot is done making an order, it sends the bowl or salad back up to the surface so employees can properly package the order. Okay. And it does. It's like underneath the assembly line where the humans are, and mm-hmm. then it like pops up via this like elevator almost. It'd be interesting to compare yeah. a burrito made by uh, the robot. And- well, and you can bet one of the questions they're asking is, what's the installation time? Because mm. we're gonna right. We'll lock the door. The crew gets in there. They start ripping that thing out. They put the new one in. They want to be open for business the next day. They don't want downtime. Right. That's not that's not good. The other company that is looking to do something like this is Starbucks. Oh yeah. And this makes more sense to me and Mm -hmm. that is what they want to do is they want to be able to um make sure it's standardized if you will the recipe for drinks yes yes which can really make a difference yes you can order a drink from the menu like let's just i'm for example because it's that time of year you can order a pumpkin spice latte from three different locations with three different baristas in one day and they will all taste different right see and for better or worse that's what you've got right for better or worse and you know and the other deal is it may not be the location maybe the person yes oh absolutely yeah and that's what i mean It, it could just be that person i mean there's something that I order and it does have a a cream component and some days I get it and it looks almost white and I'm like okay I didn't want that much cream but I'm not ordering extra or less I'm just ordering a straight up drink from their menu and the consistency is not yeah pours are different and that's that standardization probably is a good thing so yeah. like the, right, the Starbucks one makes sense because it's pours. It I does. mean, this is going to be yeah. an exact it, amount of liquid. Yeah, yeah, and I will, and you know, you think about all of the. I, I mean, have you ever been to an airport where they have like the coffee 
you know, the automatic like sure. coffee yep. cafe yep. type yeah. thing. Right. Now, theirs are more limited to just drip coffee, maybe a latte or something. It doesn't get quite as complicated as Starbucks drinks can become. And so that's why I think the baristas are still required at a Starbucks. But eventually they're going to come to the, get to the point where machines are making all of those drinks. It's just they're- interesting because the Starbucks, you know, you see there's so many things like we had the other day. There's what a billion concoctions or different different makeups that you could put in a cup. So, but some of them require blending and stuff like that, that this, I mean, it would have to be a pretty complex machine that could do everything that's required. Well, again, I don't, I don't drink that much there, but the idea is they'll have a button that you'll push. They'll put the cup there, the button that'll put the flavorings in. Then they add the regular or the traditional product, which would be, I guess, the coffee or then, then the ice and the cream. But yeah, the flavorings, I guess, is probably where they're going with that. But I think you said the right word, Chelsea, and that's eventually. That's mm-hmm. probably yeah. where we are going to see the vast majority well, of any kind of specialization. Done. Well, we've talked about those bars. Um, at Kyle, they have some at yeah. Kyle Field, the Tinder bars, right. where you can go up and order, uh, you know, vodka soda or, uh, you know, Jack and Diet or whatever you want, any kind of cocktail, and a machine makes it for you. That's it. That's, uh, that's where we're going. 726 on this date in 1950, Snoopy first appeared in a Peanuts comic strip. Oh, oh Snoop. wow. Snoop. Yeah. And I think that's about three days in. I think Monday was the uh, anniversary of uh, Peanuts even showing. Showing up at all in 1950. Oh, okay. Uh. This date, 1983, the first Hooters restaurant opened up. There you go. Clearwater, right. Florida. There oh, you go. really? I, was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I knew where the original yeah, one was. Yeah, well, see, that's... Uh, this sounds go. right. <laughs> yeah, now, now you know that. Hey, caller mentioned, you know, if you think about it a long time ago... Uh, you'd go to the drugstore, and the soda jerk would do, like, Coca-Cola syrup into a glass. Oh, yeah. And then carbonated water right there. Well, oh, and now really? They, now there are places that have, instead of, like, a fountain with different options, they just have one thing yeah. with, like, a TV screen. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. can pick from so many different things, and then you can obviously do, like, the flavor injectors with, like, vanilla or cherry yes. and things like that. Uh, yeah, I was somewhere the other day, and I was like, oh, man, this is This, this is, is complicated. Intense. Well, now, yeah. so, you know, Schlasky's just had something like that for a long that's the first place I saw it here okay. in town. But that's great because then you just got one nozzle and all you got to do right. is fill the tanks underneath there. Exactly. So from a servicing standpoint, see that it makes uh, perfect sense. Yeah. WTAW News time is 731. It's 76 degrees. News is presented by West Webb All Britain and Gentry Law Firm, the experienced legal team for the things you value most. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. With two days to spare, the College Station City Council unanimously renews a joint agreement for the cost to operate the fire station that is based at Easterwood Airport. That's after Councilman Dennis Maloney suggested closing station number four because covering the airport and the Texas A&M West Campus can be done from the stations at University and Taro and on Rio Grande near Harvey Mitchell. We've already providing the necessary fire protection service to the airport with our two existing fire stations and we should get out of this agreement and move our personnel and equipment to to help start filling up our new fire station number seven. Fire Chief Richard Mann recommended keeping the airport fire station. While we have two other stations that you that you mentioned, those response times would be, we'd have to do some analysis, but it would leave a significant gap there. And that is the primary engine that responds to the entire West Campus. The three-year contract divides personnel costs equally between College Station, Bryan, A&M, and Brazos County. 
By a margin of six votes, the U.S. House for the first time ousted the Speaker. Eight Republicans joined 208 Democrats to remove Kevin McCarthy. Brazos Valley Congressman Pete Sessions, who voted to keep McCarthy, issued a statement that says in part, Congress should prioritize restoring fiscal sanity to our nation and not move further into disorder. Brazos County Congressman Michael McCall, who also voted to keep McCarthy, has not issued a statement. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is conducting a national test this afternoon. The test includes most cell phones, all radio and television stations, satellite radio and television, and cable and wireless television. On mobile phones, the test will include tones and vibration. Tests on phones will be sent this afternoon between 120 and 150. The message on mobile phones will say, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. The message will also be relayed in Spanish on phones set to the Spanish language. Language. Brian Broadcasting has been notified that the test will re- be received on our radio stations this afternoon at 1.20. During July, the Brazos Valley Economic Development Corporation shared its annual review of economic development agreements with the Bryan and College Station City Councils. After Brazos County Commissioners received that report yesterday, Commissioner Steve Aldrich asked for a review of agreements that are not reviewed by the EDC. I believe CC Creations was one of them, and then uh, we got some other ones that may still be pending. County Judge Dwayne Peters told Aldrich that he will visit with the county auditor. I know we try to, we might verify that they are in compliance before we actually rebate back any tax, but I'm sure we can put together something that'll show the court. The BVEDC's review of agreements showed last year that four of six companies are complying and had a combined total of almost 1,200 jobs, generating a payroll of nearly $90 million. Two other companies ended agreements last year. The retirement of a Brazos County law enforcement officer was recognized during yesterday's county commission meeting. Commissioner Nancy Berry recognized the four years that canine deputy constable Diego served the precinct three office. He's done a good job and uh, he's going to become Andy's pet. Steve Aldrich's suggestion to give Diego a gift drew a response from Chuck Conderla. Bring something that he would like him to play with in his retirement or whatever. <laughs> You're talking about Diego, not Andy. Wow. Andy's clarifying. Diego will spend retirement with his handler who recently left the constable's office. A Houston man in the Brazos County Jail since January awaiting trial on a charge of family violence assault with a prior conviction was arrested for assaulting a detention officer. The arrest report from the sheriff's office says 33-year-old Kennard McDonald was being served a meal when he lunged at the officer, grabbed his neck, and struck him in the face that left swelling and red marks. McDonald is also being held on a warrant from Harris County on a charge of family violence assault. A College Station woman inadvertently tells a College Station police officer that she threw white paint on someone's white SUV. The CSPD arrest report says 39-year-old Atasha Curry made the statement while telling an officer that she faced more stringent punishment than the man who assaulted her. The man's girlfriend owns the SUV that received more than $3,000 in damage. That led to Curry's arrest on a felony charge of criminal mischief and the 28th time that she has been booked in the Brazos County Jail in almost 20 years. Bond was set at $5,000. WTAW news time is 736. It's 76 degrees. News is presented by West Webb, All Britain and Gentry. More news at the top of the hour. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 945 WTAW. 738 Infomaniacs on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for being here. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your local award winning Kubota New Holland dealer in Bryan and Navasota. Weather is brought to you by Malik Heating and Air together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic, and never an overtime charge 
For Total Protection Plan members, Malik, feel the difference. Intervals of clouds and sunshine today with scattered showers and thunderstorms likely. Breezy, high in the upper 80s. Showers and thunderstorms tonight, low 70 to 75. More showers and storms Thursday, high in the lower 80s. Partly to mostly cloudy, a few showers Thursday night, low in the upper 60s. Morning showers Friday, otherwise intervals of clouds and sunshine. Breezy, high temperatures getting into the middle 80s. I'm meteorologist Scott Kaplan, 1620-945 WTA. Alabama comes to Kyle Field Saturday. We'll hear from Anaya Smith on his mindset headed into the game. Coming up in sports. There you go. So philosophical question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? That's what we're asking you today. Give it away a couple of vouchers to uh, the Texas Renaissance Festival and also uh, four tickets to uh, Six Flags Over Texas that are good all the way through the uh, Beginning of next year. Yeah, someone texted in the chicken because God created all living animals first. Uh, someone else said eggs, then chicken, breakfast before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else said chickens came first because chickens produce protein, which is the egg. Ah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, let us know what your uh, what your answer is. And if you want to give us a reason, we'd love to hear it. We do need your first and last name if you want a chance to win the tickets this morning. Our number is 979-695-1620. They polled 10,000 U.S. Americans. And they asked them, uh, 44% said the chicken came first, 32% said the egg, 24% said, I don't listen to those people on the radio. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. Haven't see, thought about it. Ours, however, thank you once again. We have such smart listeners. They are willing to give us Everybody has some, had some very good arguments. Yep. Yes, that's absolutely. What, that's what, uh, it's kind of what I like. Everyone I read, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes that's sense. That's good. Oh, wait. yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So you've heard of a company. You say, oh, they're famous for mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Sometimes that's not the case. They may not have started that way. Avon was started by a guy named David McConnell. He started back in 1886, really not meaning to. He sold books door-to-door, but to lure in female customers, he offered little gifts of perfume. Oh. Before long, the perfume mm. was uh, he was giving away was far more popular than the books that he was selling, <laughs> shifted his focus, uh, and he became the California Perfume Company, which later became Avon. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? Nokia. The telecom giant got its start in Finland in, whoa, 1865, okay. when oh. a guy named Frederick Eidstam opened a pulp mill and started making paper on the banks of, uh, of Tamarkoski. Yes. Yeah. The company later bounced around a number of industries before getting serious about phones in the 1960s. Cool. Huh. Mm-hmm. So 3M, they make scotch tape, stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. When the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company's founders opened their business in Two Harbors, Minnesota in 1902, they weren't selling post-its. The partners originally planned to sell the mineral corundum, mm-hmm. an important ingredient in building grinding wheels directly to man- manufacture. How random. How do they get from that to scotch? I know. Scotch tape and post-it notes. That's what's so cool, right? I know. Like a- Wrigley's, like Avon, the chewing gum company, got its start with a popular freebie. Uh, Bill Wrigley founded the company in 1891 with the goal of selling soap and baking powder. <laughs> and he offered chewing gum as an enticement to his customers and eventually the customers didn't care about the baking powder anymore. No way. And we, when you start considering the Wrigley fortune, okay? Oh, my gosh. The Wrigley yeah. fortune is amazing. By the way, if you ever go to the Wrigley building in Chicago, go see that. It is really fascinating. Okay. First, they have a radio station right there on the first floor. Oh, cool. You can walk in. Ooh, we like see those. Their giant studios right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. WGN is who they are. Nice. But, uh, of course, they own the Chicago Cubs. But they have, they have pieces of brick and mortar from... 
from landmarks all over the world embedded in the side of the building. Oh, that's cool. That yeah. is cool. Okay. And if you remember, these guys, I mean, they've been advertising forever. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum and Double Mint. Of course, there's lots of competition now, but they owned the chewing gum market for mm. a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, DuPont. So E.I. DuPont started the company that eventually became one of the world's largest chemical concerns in 1802 as a gunpowder business. Eventually, the French immigrant expanded his business to include dynamite and other explosives before going into more diversified chemicals. Wow. Cool. So Tiffany, Tiffany's, Tiffany and Company, the jewelry and silverware hotbed was originally a stationer, which I guess is like pens and stuff. Stationary, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, they were called Tiffany, Young, and Ellis when it started in 1837. In 1853, Tiffany switched its core business and began focusing on jewelry. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, you make a little bit more money with those diamonds than you do with that paper. They're worth more. (laughs) Hasbro, the company behind Transformers and G.I. Joe actually started in 1923, the Hassenfeld brothers. The uh, the brothers didn't make toys, though. They sold textile remnants, like the leftovers. Business gradually shifted into school supplies before making the leap into toys in 1952 when they brought us Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Hasbro, yeah. Hasenfeld Brothers. Yeah, Got that it. makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. Uh, how about this Colgate? We all know the toothpaste company. Right. The hygienic products company got its start in 1806, but it didn't start making its first toothpaste until 1873. The founder, William Colgate, initially manufactured soap, candles, and starch. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Xerox got off the ground in 1906. It was a maker of photographic paper and photography equipment called the Haloid Company. The company didn't introduce what we think of as a copier until Xerox until Xerox 914 made its debut in 1959. Wow. I remember getting a chance to use a, a Xerox machine in the place where my mom worked. Uh-huh. And we, she had to get special permission for me to come up there and, like, Xerox five pages of oh. something, copy them, you know, out of... Yeah. Uh, and, wow. you know, be very careful with the machine. And now, what? Yeah, we got them all over. They're right. everywhere. Right. I was going to say, it was still pretty cool if you had a printer at home. Like, when I was growing up, yeah. if you had a printer at home Absolutely. that could copy or scan, yes. that yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And now everybody's personal yeah. ones, I feel like, have them. Sure. Finally, John Deere, the man behind the... The giant fleet of green tractors got his start as a blacksmith in Grand Detour, Illinois. Struggling to make plows that could cut through the tough clay that they had in that area, Deer hit on the idea of building plows out of cast steel. And his, ba- his uh, blacksmith gig gave way to the booming supply company that we now know. So there you go. Cool. Yeah, kind those of, are all kind of kind cool. of fun stories. Stuff that came from uh, different places. All right, here's here's your news alert today. If you didn't listen to the show, you would not have found out. Apparently, we're supposed to wash our bananas. What? Yes. Oh, I didn't wash mine this morning. I will say it seems oh, great. It seems pointless. But here's the idea. The senior director of something called the International Food Information Council says to wash your bananas under clean running water before okay. you peel clean them. Clean running water. And what, as opposed to you got to get a bucket of dirty water <laughs> right. and dip it in there? That's right. I dipped it in my clean toilet mine, bowl this morning. Yeah. stream outside. Anyway, uh, I mean, look, just water's fine. You don't, and they said use a special veggie wash, but that's garbage. Oh. Anyway, she says we should really be washing our avocados, too. Oh. It might be even more important than washing bananas. Like any produce, the outside can get contaminated with bacteria. Mm -hmm. But the reason that we're 
more important to clean the, the bananas really is because you cut into the avocado. And what she says oh, is the blade breaks through that the and then could spread it yep. into the meat oh. of the product. Okay. So, well, so bananas, though. Yeah. The only thing I can think of with like bananas and even avocado is that if you're, you know, you're peeling it or you're cutting into the avocado and then you're, you're handling that fruit a lot. Yeah. And then if you end up touching a piece that you are going to eat. Yeah. You're spreading that yeah, bacteria. Yeah, maybe that is it. So, and they say that really that it, it also, of course, onions, melons, oranges, uh, pineapples, that sort of thing. Same thing. Wash Just everything. Wash yeah, I guess. That's, yeah. I suppose. Uh, but anyway. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing all right. And I've I haven't done, washed my bananas okay this in the 35 far. years of my life. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to stick with uh, yeah. the way I do it. Good morning, I'm Sean Burnett with your sports update on 1620-945-WTAW. This morning's sports update is brought to you by Marriott Homes, building custom homes in the Brazos Valley since 1976, backed by the Marriott Family Guarantee and a tradition of excellence. Aggie football met with the media this week following their win over Arkansas Saturday. Up next, they'll take on Alabama Saturday and veteran wide receiver Anaya Smith, who earned SEC Special Teams Player of the Week, was asked about his mindset going into the matchup between the only two undefeated teams in conference play in the West. Uh, man, yeah, I mean, we can definitely look at it like that. Um, but right now, I'm not even looking at it like that for real. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to keep my head on to what I need to do, uh, making sure my grades are straight so I can be able to play in the end, uh, making sure that the team is straight so we had the right mindset going into each week and really just focusing on each week, not really worrying about the end result. Just let's win this week and continue on. The game against Alabama Saturday will kick off at 2.30 at Kyle Field. Pre-game coverage begins at 11.30 on 1620-945-WTAW. Aggie soccer will take on Vanderbilt tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and then we'll have another tough matchup Sunday with Alabama coming to town. Coach Guerreri met with the media to talk about the importance of these two games. These are games that uh, we're going to be, these are comparison games. These are the games that um, we're going to be looked at to by the NCAA committee and by others around the country because you can compare us to anyone in the country. We've played with and have frankly outplayed many of the best teams in the country already. And uh, we've played one of the toughest schedules in the country. So I think we've proven that we can, we can step on the field and play with anyone now, these are two more of those teams. Can we go out and beat them? You can listen to Aggie soccer this season on Gospel 97.3. The number 17 ranked Texas A&M men's golf team finished in ninth place at the Ben Hogan Collegiate Invitational this week. 14 of the 15 teams participating were ranked in the top 25. The Aggies will return to action next Friday when they travel to play in the Golf Club of Georgia Collegiate. The Texas Rangers took down the Tampa Bay Rays in Game 1 of the AL Wildcard Series yesterday thanks to an impressive outing from Jordan Montgomery. Here's manager Bruce Bochy on the victory. Yeah, great job by the club. Well-played game. I mean, it's obvious it starts with the money. I mean, another great effort he gave us uh, on top of his game, four-pitch mix, uh, throwing strikes, uh, terrific job. But, you know, good at bats, much better at bats, uh, longer at bats. Uh, you know, help extend, uh, you know, some pitches there. But, you know, they played well. They played well, and uh, it's a well-played game by us. Game two of the series is this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Nathan Evaldi will be on the mound for the Rangers, and Zach Elfin will pitch for the Rays. 
That's your morning sports update brought to you by Marriott Homes on 1620-945-WTAW. I'm Sean Burnett. Hey, a couple of minutes. Jealousy and Fomaniacs on a Wednesday morning. About to uh, pull out our winner for today. The question is, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, let us know. 979-695-1620. We do need your first and last name if you want a chance to win. The challenges that we have as U.S. Americans in 2023 immeasurable there are so many different challenges we have to deal with thank goodness this one has been addressed Charmin, the bathroom people yeah they've got the bears yeah no (laughs) hey yeah that's right had gotten complaints about toilet paper not tearing cleanly at the perforation (laughs) we got to get this under control guys well they figured out the uneven tear was because the line was straight, but people were pulling from different angles and directions. Uh-huh. See? That's yeah, the of course. Yeah. Of the well, and I mean, sometimes you know? it's like, you know, the, the toilet paper roll holder is lower or higher. Sure. So many things. So, so many factors. This is what happened. So they got a team started working on a redesign. It took them five years. <laughs> five years. Wow. So they have it. It's now called the smooth tear. And instead of a straight line, it's a wavy perforation. That means that each piece will be a little longer than a square. It won't be a perfect square anymore. Oh, which see, is I the, don't know if I like that. That's a significant change. It is. The smooth tear will debut next month. You are among the first in America to know about this. They're called ultra soft rolls. It's the smooth tear. It'll be available Somewhere near you when you're sitting down again. All right. Okay. I'm not a Charmin user, go, so guys. I'm not too worried and about this. And that's the thing. Do you Come try on. it just for that? <clears throat> and I didn't know that people were so annoyed that it wouldn't yeah. tear straight. No Never idea. really thought about it. First world problem. Smooth tears, yeah. people. Brian Broadcasting Station, WTAW, College Station, Brian. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.